My name is Ronald Ikena Zimora, and you're listening to the Limit Breaker Show with Fumnaya Bella. Hello, and welcome to the Limit Breaker Show with Fumnaya Bennett, where it's all about getting the maximum dose of courage, courage grit, 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 guts, guts, and the right strategies to start a business that will enable you escape the rat race. Ladies and gentlemen, All right, all right. Thank you very much for tuning in once again to the Limit Breaker Show. And I'm your host, Fumnaya Bernard. Okay, I'm so glad to have you here because, you know, it's just going to keep getting amazing over the course of the weeks and months. Okay, so last week, I did promise you that I was going to um, share an episode with you, to share an interview that I did with Ronald Ikin Zimora. Just in case you don't know who Ronald is, Ronald is a sales mogul. He's someone who I respect a lot because of what he's doing right now in the in the business world. You know, he's an entrepreneur with a difference. And let me tell you a little bit about Ronald. Ronald is the CEO of Profit Marketing Systems, where he markets businesses and makes them profitable. He's also the founder of the Sell Your Brain Society on Facebook. You know, Ronald is a dynamic entrepreneur. He's the kind of entrepreneur that talks about something and then goes ahead to do it. You know, he's just he's not just an empty talker. He is a doer and his works shows for it. So during our conversation, you're going to understand why Ronald has been able to get the kind of success that he's got over time. You know, he's someone who has tried a lot of things, failed in several of them, but he kept pushing on, he kept moving forward, he didn't stop, and I'm not surprised by all the results that he has today because the the man has paid his dues. He definitely has paid his dues. So, um, the the interview I had with him was it was a really long one because Ronald just kept giving tons and tons of value, you know. And in fact, I didn't want him to stop. So what I did is that I have broken that particular interview into three episodes. So you're gonna get the first one today, and by next week you get the second one, and the following week you get the third one because I want a situation where I. Don't just bombard you with a lot of information at once. I want you to take them bit by bit because they are actually actionable things that you can do right now. You know, you, you could just listen to this very first episode and go do something with it. All right. So in a in a moment, in a very short while, I'm going to be joined by the legend himself, Mr. Ronald Ikena Nzimora. I'll see you soon. Hi, Ronald. Good to have you on the Limit Breaker Show today. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Amazing, amazing. Okay, Ronald, tell me, is this a great day to be alive? Every day is a great day to be alive. Like, like I wake up every day, I'm like, geez, what, what worlds are we going to conquer today? <laughs> <I like that. laughs> well, that's, that's just cool. All right, so... Um, 
you know, I have known you for a very long time. I've read tons and tons of things about you. And um, what I'd like to know, how did you evolve into the Ronald Ikena Zimora that we all know today? Uh, well, I don't know if I should start from the beginning. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah, let's um, start from the beginning. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> um, um, I... I um I was born in the north, okay. and you know couldn't speak any word of Igbo until I was eleven. So you know my, my parents studied wise to ship me off to my home state, so I could learn the language. Okay. So um I was en- I enrolled in uh, a, a seminary school. So I'm I'm Catholic anyway. So. So I enrolled in a seminary school. I was trained to be a priest after junior seminary. I went on to senior seminary. And two years in, I decided being a priest wasn't my thing anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I left and, and I got into university in 2000. And in university, I began to really question you know, life, I really began to really, you know, question the things that we have been meant to believe are normal, you know, like go to school, pass exams, and get a job. Mm-hmm. I will be fine. And I'm like, okay, is that all there is to life? Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I wanted more from life, you know. I okay. wanted more from I, it was part of the reason why I left the seminary, why I didn't want to be a priest anymore. I didn't like the idea of having people contribute money to buy me a car when I become a priest. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> so I wanted to do my own thing, be my own man. I wanted to get married, you know. Okay. So I wanted to do all of that. And then getting into the school system, when seeing my lecturers having to more or less, you know, um, make struggle to, to make ends meet, despite the, the degrees that they got, you know, PhDs and professors, it, 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 I, it made me question, question the whole system. And I began to seek knowledge, I began to seek um, answers to the question, what can I do to become more? Okay. And, you know, it, that consciousness more or less started in 2002, and it's been, it's been an incredible journey. It's been an incredible journey from 2002. We are now in 2016, that's like 10 years. Yeah, 14 years. It's been, it's been full of highs and lows, and, you know, but, but I've, I'm grateful for every, every step, every step of it. So, so basically, I think I, go to this point because um, I'm really, really um, fanatical about learning. I'm, um, I'm fanatical about self-improvement. I'm fanatical about, you know, questioning the norm. Mm-hmm. So that's it in a nutshell. Okay, great. And that's just fantastic. You know, you, you mentioned that Along the way, you've had a lot of highs and lows. You know, which just brings me into 
into my next question. You know, a lot of times people hear our stories, you know, they celebrate the glories and then tend to forget that every successful person has paid a price or probably yeah. has made a sacrifice. So please tell me, Ronald, what sacrifices have you made over the years and what price have you had to pay oh, wow. to be who you are right now? <laughs> oh, wow. I've had... <laughs> so, so I have had, um, you know, I've had relationships fail. You okay. know, I've had, um, I've lost money. Okay. So I've, I've broken down many, many times on the edge of depression. Mm. A lot of times, even getting depressed over, over time, over a period of time, and and wanting to end it all. You know, mm. so it's it's been hard. Okay. You know, it's been it's been hard, but somehow I, I you know, I just managed to, you know, to to pull myself up and, and take myself over the next hurdle. Okay. It, 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 like you said, it's it's really it, it's really um, easy for people to see the the successful you. Mm-hmm. You know. Because, and a lot of times, that's the stories we, we want to tell. We want yeah. to talk about successful sides. We don't want to talk about the, the our, our, our figures because the figures are not sexy. <laughs> I can imagine. Exactly. So, so, so a lot of the times, so some people want to talk about their successes. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's important to balance both. People need to understand that, you know, even if they're not successful, you know, that the people they look up to were once in that position and they managed exactly. to pull themselves up and that they can do the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay, so can you, like, um, t- paint a particular picture for us, like one particular challenge that you had to go through and how you were able to overcome it in your journey to becoming a successful entrepreneur? Okay, uh, <laughs> all right, I used to be pissed off, right? My 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 mom had has a, or my uncle, you know, I have a very rich uncle, and and he, you know, I I took it for granted that you know because my uncle was rich, and if I had a, an idea that seemed to me was going to be a million dollar a dollar idea, that all I needed to do was to ask him and he would give me the money, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he. I, I did that, and you know, I got the rudest shock of my life. Uh, you know, he practically. I don't want to sound bitter, you know, <laughs> because, you know, because I'm not bitter, really. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, um, I had, I've had a lot of ideas over the years, and you know, my biggest challenge was coming up with money to, you know, to execute, okay. and having. Having people that are relatives who who are rich and who you think would do, you know, would help out, and they don't help out. Now I understand that, you know, they did probably they didn't see what you saw. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's fine. That's actually fine, right? Okay. You know, you know but you know, it, it, it really took. I really had a lot of you know, missed opportunities because I couldn't find that I needed to to launch you know so I had to come to a realization that look you don't 
since you can't come up with money to launch it, why don't you find an idea that you can build from the scratch, like bootstrap? Okay. You know, so so um so that's basically what I did. I found I decided to go into um, the, the marketing space and and marketing really is 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 an area where you really have to be you don't really have to put a lot of money behind it you know you just need to show and prove that you are good at what you do and and you're going to have people you know come to you and seek advice and seek your services and all of that so basically what i did was you know pivot like they say in, in tech cycles mm. um, i pivoted and stopped seeking out ideas that would require a whole lot of money to launch and basically focus on something that I actually love doing, which is selling. Okay. You know, and then, you know, just taking it off from there. Okay. So what was the very first thing that you did in terms of business? What was that first small business that you started? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I started like 10 small businesses in, in a space of one month. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I was in school and I had this brilliant idea, brilliant in quotes now, to to um, to start a call center, right? And I envisioned myself having twenty to thirty call call centers around the campus. Hmm. <laughs> and so I started going right beside my hostel in school, and. It, it basically went belly up in a week. Okay. You know, because you had friends who would come, oh, I'm going to make on. You know, I will come back. You know, so, so basically everybody was making calls and nobody was paying. And, wow. You know, I realized very quickly that, you know, if a phone boot wasn't even a, a, a good business idea to start with, you know, because, you know, you couldn't scale. It was, it was really, really hard. Okay. You know, that. you know, and then I started um, a farm. Okay. You know, and we went to a neighboring village beside my uh, in my school, and we bought some land. You know, you just it's more like higher purchase, right? You just buy it for for the farming season. You're not buying it outright. Okay. So we got that. We planted cassava. Spent months and months and months on it, changing it, weeding it, farming it, you know, doing everything that we needed to do, harvesting, selling it, and making a, a gigantic profit of 5,600 naira. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs> After all the hard work. <laughs> all the hard work, you know. <laughs> you know um, and then I started um, a photocopy business. Around the same time, I stopped the, the phone booth business. I put some money together. In fact, I gathered the money from friends, bought an old photocopier, which, which promptly broke down the next day. And never, never could, we never could have it fixed. Hmm. You know, <laughs> so that was pretty up in three days, really. You know? wow. Wow. And then... Um, I toyed around with the idea of writing research papers and, and projects for fellow students. Oh, okay. You know, uh, which seemed really cool mm. to me because I 
riding. But then I quit after my first client because I, you know, putting in all of that time. <laughs> <laughs> As the students don't pay well, right? <laughs> You don't pay well, and it wasn't really a good use of my time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally imagine. I mean, like, how many, how many projects am I going to write in one day? <laughs> you know, so, you know, so all of this within, I don't know. So, the farm thing was the last one within that month. So, we considered it for the next few months, and... You know, made five five thousand six hundred, and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? So if we divide five thousand six hundred by nine months, thirty days times nine is um, uh, how many now? Eight hundred and ten days. No, wow. yeah, am I correct? Thirty times nine is two seventy. Right? So yeah, two seventy. Two seventy. So if we divide. <laughs> 5,600 by 270, that tells you how much we earn per day, right? Wow. <laughs> so, you know, so, it, it, but, but now, you know, I, 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 do, I look back at these things and, and I see them as, as learning curves. Absolutely. <laughs> because now I, you know, now I realize why they failed. They, were, they didn't fail because they were terribly bad ideas. They failed because, you know, they didn't learn they were not ideas that led to really building a strong business. Mm, true. Okay, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And um, it's, if I, those things, they all happen for, if I, that's why you are who you are right now. You know? Yes. I, in fact, as you were saying, I was like, no wonder, no wonder. You've, you've paid your price, you've paid your dues. <laughs> okay okay from all this now like if you could sum it up in maybe one or two sentences what lessons have you learned about life and the way things work from your experiences okay i would say i would say uh, nobody owes you anything okay you know the sooner we realize that the better you know it forces you to think for yourself so nobody owes you anything and you are responsible for your own success whether you fail whether you give up at any point whether you succeed it's up to you to make it up interesting interesting okay wow we're going to move into the next segment now so i'm going to ask you some industry specific questions yeah. Yeah. So um, I was I was doing my research about you before this particular interview, and then I saw somewhere where you said that you studied the psychology of selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, can you explain to me now, like you know, I'm a six year old. Like if I could ask like, ah, Uncle Ronald, <laughs> what's the what's the psychology of selling? What do I need to know about the psychology of selling? Oh, okay. Um, basically, the selling. Uh, is getting someone, is taking someone from, or rather marketing, right? It's um, basically taking someone from a position of doubt or probably a position where you don't even know who you are. Okay. Taking them to a point where they make a purchase. Now, you're dealing with, with human beings. Yeah. You're dealing with people who have fears, who have dreams, who have goals who have, um, you know, emotions. They're basically dealing with emotional people. You know, they laugh, they cry, they sing, they're joyful, they're sad, 
a time. Mm-hmm. So, if you must sell to human being, you need to understand to the to the very very core what what moves them. Okay. You need to understand to the to the to the last to the barest you know to the to the most basic why people buy stuff, why people act, why do they spend money? Because people buy out of emotions and they justify with logic. Mm. You know, every person, every person, you know, they buy with uh, basic emotions and they justify with logic. For example, you know, I, I like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah. Um, and he puts out a book and I buy it. Mm. Whether I read the book or not, doesn't really matter. <laughs> I just like the guy. Mm. You know, <laughs> so so he puts out the book. I buy it, and I probably don't read it for the next two months. But then each time I see the book, I'll be like, "Oh no!" But but the book is going to help me figure out something when I read it. So this is me now using logic, you know, to justify why I bought the book and I haven't touched it in in three months. Mm. <laughs> so basically, so everybody. Is like that, right? We buy the things we buy based on emotion. We date the people that we date based on emotion. We because again, dating is, is the same thing as selling, buying. Okay. You know, we we do everything that we do out of our emotions because we are emotional people. Because we are we are people with feeling. Mm. You know, so the psychology of selling is basically learning how to tap into that feeling. And coercing that feeling in that person towards them, making a purchase, buying whatever it is that we're offering to them. I'm going to give you an example. For example, if you want to sell, um, say you want to sell um, uh, back to school stuff. Okay. Parents, who would you choose? Um, parents. Yes. Yeah. You want to sell to parents. Who? Which of the parents would you rather sell to? Oh, the moms. <laughs> Why? Because moms actually, and, and, and this is a fact, mm. right? moms actually have some, a, a more entrenched interest in the well-being of their children than the dads. Now, it doesn't mean the dads don't love their children. Mm. It doesn't mean they are not concerned about their children's welfare. But the moms have an overtly, overtly you know, higher level of concern and interest in the well-being of the children than the dad. For mm. many dads, they can't be bothered. <laughs> so true. You know, so if you're going to sell back-to-school items, you sell it to the moms. Yep. So, uh, and because many times, if you talk to the dads, they will say, go and meet the mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so now... If someone sells back to school items and he's basically spending all of his time selling to men, he may make some sales, but his time is better spent talking to the people who, whose emotions are hinged towards seeing that their children turn out to be, to, to, to be the best in their class or among their friends or, or, or in the neighborhood, and that is the moment. Mm, so true. You know, so basically, so that's the psychology of so you have to understand that there are specific things that move people. There are specific things that, that make people act. 
you mm. know, there are specific things that, you know, um, for example, another example now, okay. if you, you walk into a restaurant and say you have some wares to sell. Okay. And there's a guy and a lady, probably a guy with his girlfriend or his wife, you know, and you go market to the lady and say, look, this will buy you, so Oga will buy it for you. <laughs> now you've put that in position where he can't say no. Right? <laughs> yeah. Most, a lot of, 90% of the time, he's not going to say no. Yep. As long as the lady likes it, he's most likely, most likely going to pay for it, even if he doesn't want to. <laughs> okay. Psychology of selling, right? <laughs> yeah. So you need to understand that psychology to be able to sell, to make sales, you know, easy. So, okay. so that's what that means. Wow, fantastic! And okay, from the um, examples you gave, it, it's something that can work both offline and online. Offline, online, yes, exactly. Because again, remember you are dealing with people. And people are deciding whether they are online or offline. Oh, offline, okay. Yeah, but can you give me an example of this online? Of doing All this? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what example do I give now? All right. So, I, I'm going to give you an example. Um, I, I have a cause. I, I have a lot of problem. I have a lot of trouble focusing. Okay. You know, so last year I said for well, 2016 is going to be the year that I focus. Mm. And I really, really sit down and focus. And I was on the lookout for a cause. I was on the lookout for a cause that would, that would help me focus. And then I get this email from Todd Brown. Todd Brown is an internet marketer. He's well known in internet marketing circles. Yeah. And he says, there's this guy. I can't even remember the guy's name till now. <laughs> there's this guy and this guy shows you how to achieve one year's results in 90 days mm. and I'm like ah <laughs> <laughs> like, okay one year's results in 90 days and 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 next thing he says is and this guy is so good he's trained professional athletes he's trained Kobe Bryant he's trained he's trained uh, um, LeBron James, mm. and this guy is really not names, and I'm like, oh wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Well, would that be Todd Herman? Todd Herman, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Todd Herman, mm. you know. So, and you know, he's trained all of these guys. And I'm like, why? I've not even heard of this guy, but I like this guy already. Yeah. Like, if if, he, if he's worked with all of these guys then that means that he knows what he's saying. Sure. So, you know, so I signed up for his um, lunch and he, he gives out all of these videos and I'm just impatient. I, I'm just waiting for the product, right? <laughs> the product. I wasn't even watching the videos he sent out and then the product launches and it's $10,000. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right, and I'm like, all right. If I spend ten thousand dollars, how much am I going to make? Mm-hmm. If I really, am really able to distill what he teaches in his course, you know, mm. if I can distill it and use it, can I make back ten thousand dollars? Now, as of last year, ten thousand dollars was anywhere 
anywhere between 2.3 and 2.5 million, right? Yeah, yep. So I'm like, uh, I was like, oh, well, of course. I mean, you already made, made multiples of that. So, and I'm like, and as disorganized as I am, you know, I've already made multiples of that. So with this, that means I could do much more. Mm. I could probably do 10 times what I do now. Mm. So I buy the course. Okay. <laughs> right? Now, and then I'm sitting down and I'm like, geez. <laughs> this kind of money on one course before. <laughs> so, okay. And then not fixing. Ah, but you're going to make 10 times. Hmm. That's a logic part now. You're justifying it. So the emotional part was was, you know, he's worked with guys that I like, mm. right? He's worked with, he's recommended by someone that I like. Mm-hmm. He has worked with people that I like. And I feel that if he's able to actually convince these guys to work with him, then that means he has some quality, right? Sure. So the pricing wasn't even an issue anymore. Hmm. You know, it wasn't even an issue anymore at that point. I simply yeah. wanted the results. Yeah. You know, everything in me, all of the emotions, I was just, how happy am I going to be when I get this course and start implementing and start yielding results? How much more relaxed am I going to be? How much more, you know, results am I going to be able to create in, mm-hmm. in, in one year? Never mind 90 days even. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that was the emotional part. Now the logic part was me, you know, trying to say, okay, you spent two point two point three million, but you are going to make. Uh, I mean, come on, you know, don't worry about it. You are probably going to make twenty, fifty, you know, a hundred times more. Mm. <laughs> and and it's been an incredible, incredible year, right? Wow. Uh, what I learned in the course, you know, it's been it's been amazing. We've made that money back multiples and multiples and multiples of times. That wow. if he has a few thousand dollar course now, I probably would buy it. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for that example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of light bulb moments there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome back. All right, that's the much I can take for this particular episode, but uh, we're going to continue next week. But before that, let me just do a recap of what Ronald already talked about in this particular episode. He already started getting us to understand the psychology of selling and how to use the psychology of selling to make sales every time. He gave lots of examples, including his own personal experience of how that worked for him. He explained how people buy based on emotions and then justify it with logic later. Like, seriously, I am a victim of that most times and I believe that you are. So what I want you to do right now is to start to um, observe with your own buying patterns, how you have bought things in the past, what prompted you to make that purchase? And if you have sold something to someone before in the past, what was it you said? What was it you did that made the person to buy? You understand? I want you to observe those things. Think about them and write them down. You know, you look at the pattern, what has worked 
and you do more of it you know get to understand what makes people tick what makes them say yes to your products and services what has made you say yes to people's products and services so you know understand those things and trust me you'll be on your way to becoming a sales legend yourself but hold on because the party is not over yet the record is not over yet, <laughs> right? So in the very next episode coming your way next week, Ronald will be joining us again and he's going to talk about how to sell your brain. Wow, is your brain for sale? <laughs> All right, um, he's going to teach us how to package and sell our expertise as information products online and even offline you know and if you if there's something you should have noticed about ronald in this very first episode is that he likes to give a lot of examples and you know what i love examples because if i cannot relate what you're saying to something that is happening around then it becomes very difficult for me to understand what you're saying so when ronald started giving those examples i was oh, i was in cloud nine <laughs> i really love the examples because they help me um have frame of references to really understand what he was teaching. Okay. And in the next episode, when he's going to tell us how to package our expertise and sell as information products, he's going to give a lot of examples of people who are doing it, people who have done it and how he himself has done it in the past. So be sure to tune in again next week to get that particular episode. All right, so um, if you want to know how to reach Ronald Ikin Zimora, I'll have um, the links over at the show notes for this particular episode, which is thelimitbreaker.com forward slash TLB23. And on that particular page, you can also find how to join the Limit Breakers Mastermind. In the Mastermind, we, we get to learn about the strategies that we can use to become effective freelancers. Okay, and if you're just hearing me say that for the first time, I'll let me just take a, mo- a moment to explain that again. I believe that as employees who want to make the transition from paid employment into profitable entrepreneurship, the very first thing we can do that, that would work well with our already engaged time is to become freelancers. And freelancers who do work, who find and do work online so over at the mastermind i've been talking about um freelancing free i I called i i I tagged it freelance mastery 101 and you know why i particularly love this episode is because it's going to help you to get that mindset of selling which is something you need if you're going to be a successful freelancer okay so come on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the limit breaker and request access if you're in there already and i'll I'll let you in i'll personally let you in (laughs) okay okay thank you very much for sticking with me to the very end uh it's time to let you go but i'll see you soon next week at the very next level may god bless you bye bye thanks for listening to the limit breaker show with funaya bennett for more business strategies and productivity tips, please visit the website, thelimitbreaker.com. And if you have any questions, simply send a mail to Fumnaya at thelimitbreaker.com. The Twitter handle is at Fumnaya Bernard. Remember to create, take risks, and live your passion.